Hello and welcome to Listen in Worship for St Michael's and St Mary's Churches, the Sermon and the Hymn of the Day for Sunday the 13th of June, the second Sunday after Trinity. And let's have a look today at our Gospel and its two growing stories. At face value, they are comfortable and comforting even. The first story is a familiar cycle and one we rely on, one we celebrate each year at harvest. And in our country, it's one we assume will work to bring us food automatically in the way that it always has done. We do not generally suffer the devastating droughts or floods that other parts of our world do. Give or take a bit of weeding and watering and a little pest control. Once planted, the seeds will germinate. All by itself, the soil will produce grain and we will enjoy another rich harvest. And then the wonder, the magic, the miracle of the smallest of all seeds, the mustard seed, growing into the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that birds can perch in its shade. They are simple, straightforward little stories. But as with the other parables, these carry many shades and layers of meaning. These are parables of the kingdom of God. So often the deliverance of God's people has been prophesied in these kinds of terms. Let the desert blossom as a rose, Isaiah 35. Let the fig tree bud, Mark chapter 13. And the vine bear fruit, John chapter 15. For us, of course, the seed which lies in the ground and rises brings to mind something else entirely, the resurrection of Jesus. But the mention of the sickle and of harvest time brings to mind too, and less comfortably, the time of judgment. Have a look at Matthew chapter 13, verse 30. And we are told that when Jesus was alone with his disciples, he explained everything to them. There are several things that we could draw from these parables, but there are just three that I want to talk about this morning. Firstly, in Jesus' time and place of living, his way of talking about the kingdom of God and inviting people into its promises and its shade was through parables. One of the challenges for us in a very different time and a very different world is to ask ourselves, how might we announce God's kingdom and its promises in our time and place and invite people into its shade in a way that they will be able to hear and respond? We are not all preachers with fine words and persuasive arguments, but we may all be able to find the words, simple, personal words, to own what is precious to us. And as Mark 13 says, 
When it seems important, ask for the words and do not worry about what you're going to say ahead of time. When the time comes, say whatever is then given to you. For the words that you speak will not be yours. They will come from the Holy Spirit. Secondly, to those of us who are waiting for God's kingdom and his healing, salvation, liberation to break into new places in our lives and in our world. It's an assurance that the kingdom of God is here and it is growing. God is always and already at work. I wonder, where do we look for God's kingdom? In great spiritual movements? In churches where God things are supposed to happen? Or in political movements? And small, seemingly unseen and insignificant actions by unlikely people in insignificant places? A woman, Rosa Parks, who takes a seat on a bus. A man, Trevor Huddleston, who doffs his hat to a black cleaning lady. Or a young nun, Mother Teresa, who picks a baby from the back streets of Calcutta. Night and day, whether we sleep or get up, the power of God overcomes the destructive forces of evil, noticed and unnoticed. God continues to save and his kingdom continues to grow and invite people into its shade. Thirdly, what do these stories say to us as kingdom workers? And I think they're very important to all of us who know that we are never going to be great leaders of spiritual or political movements or even inspiring orators. Those of us who recognise ourselves to be small stuff, mustard seeds, who can scatter only mustard seeds. To us, these parables are very reassuring. Yes, we do have to do our bit. But the kingdom implications of that, how that will grow in, sorry, the kingdom implications of that, how that will grow in the earth, all that belongs to God. Remember the boy with his five loaves and two fishes. The five loaves and two fish that fed 5,000 men. And that didn't count the women and the children. We may not offer loaves and fish. We offer smiles, our particular gifts, our prayers, kind and gentle words, holy hugs, money, a listening ear. The list of possibilities is endless. We offer our mustard seeds to the God who takes our offering of ourselves and works in us and through us infinitely more than we could ever ask or imagine. It's Ephesians 3, verse 20. God takes our offering of ourselves and works in us and through us 
infinitely more than we could ever ask or imagine. And then, night and day, whether we sleep or get up, the power of God overcomes the destructive forces of evil. Noticed and unnoticed, God continues to save and his kingdom continues to grow and invite people into its shade. And I say, Amen, let it be so. Our hymn of the day is How lovely on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, good news, proclaiming peace, announcing news of happiness, our God reigns. So please do enjoy listening as James and Miriam and Margie lead us in the hymn of the day. God bless you. Thank you for listening. And I hope you have a good day and a great week. God bless you. How lovely on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news. Good news, proclaiming peace, announcing news of Oh